It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. And a very good Monday evening, everyone. Joe Beningo back with you again, the O oh, the Pain podcast. It is a Monday. It is the first day of August. Oh, my God. The summer is flying by. August 1st of 2022 in the Joe Beningo Oda Pain podcast, of course, brought to you by the Hackensack Brewing Company, by KZ Sports Marketing, by Anita Discount Tire. Before we get going here today, got to start with this. Uh, just want to thank everybody who showed up on Friday night at the Hackensack Brewing Company for our uh, latest live podcast. I want to thank my my former partner. He'll always really be my partner, Evan Roberts. Uh, we had a great time. Everybody that showed up, uh, can't say enough. You know, all the boys there, Joey and Clark, Kenny was there, Kenny Scaramaggio, uh, all of them were there that night. Joey and Yonkers showed up. All Everybody. I want to thank everybody. Joey Jett was there. Everybody that showed up. Um, you know, all the people that came to see us, I, I can't thank them enough uh, for uh, making an appearance. Audie in Brooklyn was there. I mean, just a, a cast of thousands at the Hackensack Brewing Company. And again, I want to thank Evan. We had a tremendous night, great time, the whole deal. A uh, couple things. Uh, we will, on next live broadcast at the Hackensack Brewing Company, will actually be the one-year anniversary, anniversary, stunningly enough, of the Old the Pain podcast. It's coming up on uh, September the 9th, two days before the Jet opener, the really the entire league opener on September 11th. Uh, of course, the uh, the Friday night after the Thursday night opener, great game between the world champion Rams and the Buffalo Bills. So that'll be uh, September 9th. We'll do uh, picks that night. We'll have people come up to make picks as well for the opening weekend. We're going to be doing a show every once a month on a Friday, on a football Friday during the football season at the Hackensack Brewing Company. Again, I want to thank everybody over there. Mike Jones, unbelievable job. TJ, Herb, the whole crew at the Brewing Company. My son-in-law, Andre. My daughter, Erin, uh, who does just a brilliant job with all this. Is uh, uh, You know, she is like the uh, the, the uh, runner, the captain of the ship. Uh, we'll leave it that way. But, uh, yeah, just a, a great time the other night. And again, I want to thank Evan for coming. And speaking, speaking of Evan, uh, Evan and I will be together again. Uh, coming up, not this coming Thursday and Friday, but the following Thursday and Friday. Uh, what is that? The I believe it's the 11th and the 12th. I'll be filling in for Craig Carton. So uh, Evan and I will be back together again for a couple of days on WFAN on August 11th and August the 12th. So again, want to thank everybody that showed up. And again, it was a uh, just a terrific night at the uh, Hackensack Brewing Company. What a great venue that is. Okay. Before we get into all the baseball and all of that, the Mets, who are just on a big roll right now, big week as they play five with the Braves coming up uh, later on in the week, the Grom coming back tomorrow night against the Nationals. I got to open up with the passing of one of the, you know, we, we throw the word GOAT around a lot, you know, greatest of all time. Oh, this is the GOAT. That's the GOAT. He's the GOAT, whatever. Well, one of the true GOATs of professional sports in this country of the NBA of professional basketball, the great Bill Russell, 
passed away yesterday at the age of 88. And really, you know, when I was growing up, <clears throat> I had no love for Bill Russell and the Celtics. You know, back in the 60s, you know, I'm a Knicks fan. Knicks were terrible for the most part in the 60s. The Celtics won all the time. 11 championships in 13 years for Bill Russell and the Celtics. Two of those, the last two <clears throat> in uh, 68 and 69, Russell was the player coach after Red Auerbach had stepped down. Uh, you just remember all the great battles with Wilt Chamberlain over the years in the 60s, uh, on, you know, especially when Wilt was playing for the, uh, for, in Philadelphia for the Warriors and then later on for the 76ers when, you know, uh, the uh, uh, Philly, uh, he was traded from the then, you know, the Warriors became the San Francisco Warriors and then he got traded back to Philly as the 76ers. But whatever, the great battles with Chamberlain, but Russell was a winner. You know, I mean, there's no other way to say it. I mean, when we talk about the greatest basketball player of all time, you know, everybody talks, you know, Michael Jordan, obviously, LeBron James is in the conversation. Uh, maybe a couple other guys, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is there. Maybe you want to throw a guy like Kobe Bryant in there. But, uh, you know, this to me is the true GOAT of the game. Bill Russell, 11 championships, 13 years, uh, was a great player in college, won back-to-back -back national championships at the University of San Francisco. Uh, as a matter of fact, his University of San Francisco team actually had a, had won 60 consecutive games when he was in college in the 50s. That, of course, was later broken by Bill Walton's UCLA team that won 88 in a row in the 70s. But uh, Bill Russell, <clears throat> excuse me, as I said, truly uh, one of the goats that ever played the game of basketball. Uh, he was a civil rights leader as well back in the 60s. Uh, when there, you know, really probably was systemic racism, if you want to get into that. But uh, Russell was one of the leaders of uh, of that movement to uh, uh, get these the civil rights the way they needed to be uh, for the African-Americans in this country. So all of that said, he will be missed. A legend, you know, it's funny. I have grown, because like I said, I couldn't stand the Celtics in the 60s. You know, if you were a fan of any team that was not the Boston Celtics, you hated the Celtics. You know, especially if you were a Laker fan, because they would beat the Lakers basically every year in the finals. You know, Jerry West and Elgin Baylor and those guys. But nothing but great respect for Russell. And, uh, you know, he, uh, like I said, one of the real legends of the NBA, one of the true goats of the game, Bill Russell, number six. You know, when you think of number six, he is the number six. Uh, Bill Russell uh, passing away at the age of 88. All right. But then go with the Oda Payne podcast. Boy, I'll tell you right now, if you're a Met fan, you are rolling right now. I mean, I, I you could not be happier than you are right now if you are a fan of the New York Mets. I mean, you just can't be. Twenty. How about this? 20 freaking seven games over 500. And this is the most, I believe this is the most wins they've had on August 1st since the hallowed, you know, uh, 1986 World Championship team that won 108 games that year. And this team's on a pace to win, I don't know, at least 100. I mean, I don't think there's any question about it. 64 and 37 right now. Three games up in the National League East over the Braves, who never lose either. But they got a four-game loss column lead on Atlanta, as I mentioned. Later on in the week, you know, starting Thursday, a massive five-game series coming up at City Field against the Braves. Thursday night, Friday night. They got the uh, day-night doubleheader Saturday, then the, game, the afternoon game. I believe it's an afternoon game on Sunday. You never know. It could be one of these ridiculous uh, ESPN night games. I, I think it's a, a, an afternoon game Sunday, but don't hold me to that. But five games against the Braves. 
And then you're even more excited because on Tuesday, can you can you believe this? The prodigal son, he's only been out for over a year, Jacob DeGrom will pitch against Washington. Now, no truth to the rumor that he's on a 15-pitch pitch count because I, I couldn't say, you know, that they actually may let him pitch the second inning. I mean, I, I you know, I, I, I think they might. You never know. You know, they're going to treat him with kid gloves. I don't know. Maybe you get 70. Maybe the real pitch counts, maybe 75 pitches. Who the hell knows what it is. But uh, nevertheless, so Jake will pitch on Tuesday night against Washington. Max Scherzer pitches tonight against Washington. Look, the Mets got to keep it rolling. They've won six straight games. What a great week. You know, they lost two out of three to start the uh, post-All-Star break against San Diego. And then they won the third game of that series. And then the two terrific wins over the Yankees at City during the middle of the week. They sweep the Marlins and beat two of the best pitchers in baseball in Alcantara and Lopez in doing that. Uh, They have matched their season high with a six-game winning streak. And they need to keep it going uh, this week against Washington. They need to sweep the the Nationals think they need to sweep Washington as well and really go into that Atlanta series with terrific momentum. Now I'm not sure who Atlanta's playing before the Mets. I think they might be playing the Phillies again. I'm not don't hold me to that either. I probably should know, but I don't, you know, you know, kill me. What are you gonna do? But nevertheless, um, you know, they need to keep the momentum going as they play the right now the worst team in in the National League, maybe the worst team in baseball in the Washington Nationals, need to keep that mo going and uh, get something done uh, uh, this week. No doubt about it. As they you know, get that momentum flying as they head into that weekend series against the Braves. But, you know, they are hitting on all cylinders right now. Uh, 9-3 victory yesterday against uh, Miami. Taquan Walker winning his ninth game of the year. Uh, he's now 9-2 and two on the season, pitched uh, into the sixth inning. The Mets had, what, 19 hits yesterday? I think they had a season high, 19 hits. Scored nine runs. He did, did it without any home runs at all. Uh, just unbelievable what this team is doing right now. Now, the trade deadline, of course, is tomorrow, and we'll see if the Mets make any more deals. Uh, what I've heard is that, you know, the Mets were certainly very interested in Wilson Contreras from the Cubs, their, uh, their catcher, but it sounds like the Cubs are asking for a little too much for Contreras. And I'll tell you right now, I'll live with the team we have on the field right now. They probably could use another arm in the bullpen. They certainly could use another power hitter. But if this is the team that's going to be going forward, you know, they made a couple of the lowercase trades, bringing in Daniel Vogelback, uh, bringing in Tyler Naquin, who got a big triple yesterday uh, in the in the win over the Marlins. Uh, you know, right now, uh, I'm happy with this team the way they are. Like I said, I could see another, another arm in the bullpen would be great. But uh, this team is just rolling. I mean, they are just rolling along. And how about this? I want to give some credit, too, because I've been down on this guy, you know, since they got him, you know, I never wanted to trade in the first place. I certainly wasn't happy when they gave him that $350 million contract before he even got on the field as a Met. But Francisco Lindor has really started to play big-time baseball for the Mets. Uh, He got three hits yesterday in a win over Miami. He's got 70 RBIs right now. Uh, His defense has been really impeccable all year long, and he is now starting. And I don't know if he'll ever be the – you know, spectacular <clears throat> lights out player he was in Cleveland, but he's having a uh, tremendous year right now for the Mets batting in that third hole in front of Alonzo. He plays every day out there, every freaking day for this team. And he has really <clears throat> started to become, like I said, the player that we, we felt he would be coming out of Cleveland. So very happy with what's going on with Lindor and the Mets just continue to get it done. You know, they're getting, we mentioned Vogelbeck, 
He's been a guy that uh, gets on base a lot. You like what you've seen from him so far. He hasn't hit a home run yet, but that's all right. I mentioned Naquin getting the big uh, uh, triple yesterday. It just gives them more depth, you know? He just, you know, a couple left-handed bats and just gives this team, you know, uh, a little more depth and just uh, lengthens that bench uh, a little more. And if they don't make a deal for a catcher, I'll tell you right now, I can live with Tomas Nito being the number one guy and with Mizika behind him because we've talked about it. James McCann stinks. He's terrible. I know they love pitching to him. I, I get it. But, you know, the guy's a, he's an automatic out in the bottom of the lineup. Nito has actually gotten some big hits for the Mets this year, and the guy <clears throat> is terrific <clears throat> as far as – got to excuse me today – as far as throwing out runners and that kind of stuff behind the plate. We've seen him pick off guys at second base. You know, we've seen him do a lot of things. He's had a, he's terrific. How about the fact that Tomas Nito has, I believe it's eight sacrifice bunts so far this year. Eight sacrifice bunts. Really? I mean, how many how many catches can bunt like Tomas Nito? I mean, I, you know, it doesn't sound like it's a big deal, but it's been a big deal because when Buck Showalter's asked him to do it, he's done it. He's done it. So just, you know, if you're a Met fan right now, you just pinch yourself. The bottom line is, and I continue to emphasize this, the bottom line with the Mets continues to be this. They have to win the freaking division. There is no gray area here. You you look, they're going to make the playoffs. I'm not worried about that. You know, they're clearly going to make it. You know, three wild cards. This team is not going to collapse into oblivion. This is not last year anymore. There's a much better team. Uh, the additions they've made, starting with Buck, have all paid off, whether it's Buck, whether it's uh, Scherzer, whether it's Marte. How good has Marte been? Whether it's him, whether it's uh, Canna, Escobar, whatever. Everybody has paid off for this team this year that they brought in. There's no doubt about it. We mentioned now Lindor starting to really get it done. Alonzo's been great all year. He's got 85 RBIs. Only the uh, unconscious Aaron Judge has more uh, with the Yankees, but um, yeah, uh, you, you just, it, it, there's no collapse this year, but the Mets have to hold off the Braves and win the division. You do not want to get into that, you know, two out of three crapshoot that you'll be in if you're a wild card team, you know? So you don't want to see that happen at all. As I take another sip of coffee, as my wife goes to her head, <laughs> you don't want any of that, but anyway, so very pumped about the Mets. And again, Three-game series against Washington. DeGrom on Tuesday night. We'll see how that plays out. I don't know what to really expect from him his first time back in over a year. But nevertheless, we'll see him Tuesday. And in that, uh, the three-game series here with Washington, need to sweep them just like they did did, did to the Marlins. And then, uh, you know, the massive five-game series against the Atlanta Braves coming up at City over the weekend. All right. Beningo, the Oda Paint Podcast. Let me get my sponsors in here. You know the deal, the Hackensack Brewing Company. We mentioned what a great time we had on Friday night. Again, September the 9th will be our next live broadcast from the Brewing Company, our first football Friday of the year as we get ready for the 2022 season. Located uh, 10 minutes off the GW Bridge, less than 30 seconds off Route 4 in Hackensack. Uh, you know the tap room's open 4.30 to 10 Monday through Friday, 2 to 10 Saturday, 12 to 8 Sunday, 78 Johnson Avenue. You know the whole deal. Go see the great Mike Jones. Uh, or everybody's great there. TJ, what a great job he does. 
putting everything together. Herb, everybody there. Wow, Andre, just a great job at the brewing company. Go check them out. And again, September 9th, we're going to be doing one every fr- uh, once a month, every Friday during the football season. We'll have a Football Friday live podcast coming up at the Brewing Company. So you want to check that out. Check that out. Also, KZ Sports Marketing. Terry and I have a uh, an outing coming up next week. The Marty Lions uh, Charity Golf Outing will be next week at the Old Westbury Country Club. Uh, that should be pretty interesting. My wife, whose golf game has gotten beyond me now. She's beating me now on a regular basis, although... I did bounce back with a nice day yesterday. Uh, finally, actually looking like I could play again as uh, we played at the uh, Paramus Golf Course. And I think I actually did beat her yesterday. But I got myself back back on track, shot a 91 yesterday, which for me is like, you know, shooting a uh, 65 if you're in the PGA Tour or the uh, or if you're in the Live Tour. Uh, with Henrik Stenson winning the big uh, Live Tournament yesterday at the uh, Trump National in Bedminster. How about that? Everybody killing the live tour because they, you know, the Saudi Arabian connection, please. I don't, I'm, I'm going to try to restrain from the political stuff. I don't want to get too crazy about it, but you know, give me a break. You know, those who live in glass houses should not be throwing any freaking stones. So I'll leave it like that. But Henrik Stenson uh, winning the uh, live tour yesterday at Trump national anyway, but we will be, Terry and I will be at old Westbury next week. My good friend, Kenny Zor, KZ sports marketing, uh, he runs the whole show there, the Marty Lions outing. And if you're looking to secure your favorite athlete or celebrity for any event, could be a charity function, could be a corporate golf outing, could be an in-store autograph appearance, give my good buddies Kenny Zor from KZ Sports Marketing a call. You can call or text him directly right on his cell phone, 516-996-7616. Visit kzsportsmarketing.com, the one and only Kenny Zor. All right, as far as the Yankees, Yankees lost yesterday to uh, Kansas City as uh, Holmes uh, wound up uh, giving it up a three-run home run in the top of the ninth inning to Salvatore Perez, a a bomb to straightaway center. So the Yankees wind up. They don't sweep Kansas City. They take three out of four from them. Now they got a tough series coming up against the very good Seattle Mariners, who right now would make the playoffs. And the Mariners actually, you know, the Yankees were very hot. Yankees need another starting pitching. Another starting, starting, another starting pitcher. I'm a little worried. You know, the Yankee offense is terrific. Judge is having a, just a stupid year. And again, Judge is clearly, I, I hate to keep belaboring this point. There is no question that the most valuable player in the American League, unless some kind of catastrophe hits, is Aaron Judge. I, I don't want to hear about Otani. The Angels are even entertaining office for trading the freaking guy. Really? He's so goddamn valuable, they want to trade him. How about that? Please give me a break. Anyway, Judge is clearly the MVP in the American League. Let's 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 cut it out now. But anyway, <clears throat> big series against Seattle, and Seattle wound up making that deal. The Yankees were very hot for Luis Castillo, terrific pitcher from the Cincinnati Reds. They were hot to make a deal for him. Apparently, they did not want to give up the necessary prospects. Brian Cashman did not want to do that. He winds up getting dealt to the Seattle Mariners. So. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if the Yankees will see him or not this week. They may as the Mariners come into Yankee Stadium. So it should be interesting. Yankees continue to lead by a lot. I don't even know. Was it 12-and-a-half game lead in the American League East? Something like that. 12-and-a-half, 11-and-a-half, whatever it is. Uh, Something along those lines. So uh, we'll see. But uh, Seattle, who has really been a surprise this year, uh, coming in for a big three-game series Mm -hmm. against the Yankees, and we'll see whether or not 
Castillo makes one of those starts, that remains to be seen. So uh, we'll see about that. But uh, nevertheless, the Yankees still continuing to roll. And again, the Yankees must hold off Houston. That, to me, is the big deal. If the Yankees can basically sleepwalk to the division title here in the American League East, but they do need to hold off Houston for that best record in the American League because you do not want to be playing a Game 7 in the uh, ALCS in Houston. Don't want to be doing that if it comes down to that. So, you know, we'll see how that goes when all is said and done. But Seattle coming in to play the Yankees. Again, the deadline tomorrow. We'll see if the Yankees make any kind of a deal here. We'll see if the Mets do. It, it doesn't look good on the, the the deal with Contreras. I don't know if it's still a possibility that they could get J.D. Martinez from the Red Sox. That would be tremendous if you could get him. Uh, you know, we'll see uh, what happens here in the next 24 hours. But again, the trade deadline uh, tomorrow, August 2nd. But the Yankees sitting pretty. And uh, again, they lose yesterday 8-6 to six to the Royals. They did take three out of four from them. But then nevertheless, I think they need to get another starting pitcher. pitcher and we'll see if, whether or not there's any deals done there. All right. The Ode to Pain podcast. A um, couple things here before we get. By the way, I, like I said, I mentioned I did come back my golf yesterday because I've been playing horrible. I mean, I've been really for about a week or so, two weeks, playing just, you know, let's use the word shitty golf. I mean, there's no other way to say it. You know what I mean? Just brutal where my wife has gone ahead of me, she's still playing very well. I mean, let's, you know, she is. But uh, I actually had a good day yesterday. Thank God, finally got myself rolling, and hopefully we'll stay on that track uh, going forward. That uh, certainly remains to be seen. With that said, let me talk about Anita Tire, Anita Discount Tire. You know my son Johnny works there, does a great job there. Anything you need, uh, any work done on your car, see Johnny. See his just outstanding boss, Ari, and they'll take care of you. Any work on the car, as I said, tires, the place to go for tires. You know where it is. It's in Rivervale, New Jersey, and it's uh, on Westwood Avenue in Rivervale. Go check out Johnny. They did, the, they did a uh, uh, the brakes on our car last week. We did a little brake job, and they got it done. And, uh, they did, and we thank them for doing that. They did a terrific job. So go check them out. Anything you need done with your car, uh, go check out uh, the Anita discount tire. All right. Football camps are open. Now, it looks like I'm going Friday. Uh, my buddy, Kenny Scarbaggio, uh, I guess I'm going to camp with him Friday. Now, I don't know if the Jets are going to let me go there or not. I mean, maybe I didn't, maybe I need like to wear like a body armor suit or something to go to jet camp. I mean, you know, and I guess Kenny's got some VIP deal. I said to Kenny, Kenny, if, if you got like a VIP pass, does that mean I could yell at Salah? Can I, can I yell at Salah a little bit if I'm a VIP deal here? Can I, does that mean we get to sit down with Woody at some point? Could you imagine me getting to sit down with Woody Johnson? Oh man, that would be you want you want to be a fly on the wall in that conversation, huh? Oh my god. Anyway, looks like I'm going out to Jet Camp. I guess the big news so far. First of all, thank God nobody's got hurt yet. I want to. I want to. Let me knock on wood as I say that because that's always the big thing. You know, I mean, I know everybody gets excited about camp, but who really gives a damn? Do you really care? I mean, wake me up when they open up against the Ravens on the 11th of September. But to me, the big thing about preseason is no injuries. Remember last year, they signed their big free agent signing, Carl Lawson, before the guy, you know, the guy even found his way to the bathroom at the Florham Park. He was hurt. So, you know, you know, you never know. You never know how that's going to play out, you know. So that's always my big concern. Um, 
you know, the preseason games, I guess, coming up in a couple of weeks. Who cares about them? Again, the only thing that really matters before they kick off the regular season is nobody getting hurt. So, so far, so good. Let's hope that stays that way. Now, you know they moved Becton to right tackle because George Fant's going to be the left tackle, as he should be, on the offensive line. Becton's going to be the right tackle. I guess he's in shape. I heard he's in shape. Uh, you know, I heard from Ira, and Ira, you know, Ira from Staten Island, who basically runs the jet camp, uh, basically tells <laughs> tells Salah, Lafleur, all these guys, you know, he tells them what to do. Umbrick, whatever his name is, the defensive coordinator. What's his name? I don't know. Jeff Umbrick, is that his name? Umbrick, Umbrick. Who cares? He didn't do a very damn good job last year. I know that. <laughs> He's not making anybody forget, uh, you know, Buddy Ryan or uh, Bill Belichick as a defensive coordinator. I can tell you that. Believe that. It's so far, anyway. So whatever his name is. But Ira was standing next to Becton and said, Becton really looks like he's lost a lot of weight and is in top shape. He better be. He better be healthy, and he better get the job done at right tackle. And I will continue to say this, and I know everybody's going gaga because Zach Wilson's got all this street cred now that, you know, he basically slept with his uh, mother's girlfriend. I mean, you know, everybody's like, oh, Zach, you're the man. Well, that's great, and I got no issue with him doing that. God bless you. But – Let's hope that translates translate into him, you know, having, uh, you know, getting it done now on a football field, which would be nice. So, and, you know, it's funny. You know, oh, the Jets look great. The Jets always seem, let's be real. If you're a Jet fan, you know the deal. The Jets always really do seemingly their best work, you know, in the offseason. Like, like, you know, once the regular season starts, then it, then it starts to fall down. But the Jets are always great. Like, I mean, the offseason, and it really was a very good offseason. You know, what they did in free agency, what they did in the draft. You know, everybody's going, you know, everybody's going to camp. Oh, the Jets look great. Wilson looks great. Becton looks great. You know, Garrett Wilson looks great. You know, Josh Johnson looks great. Everybody looks great. Sauce Gardner looks great. Oh, they all look great. Carl Lawson looks great. Quinnen Williams looks great. Everybody's great, right? Everybody. And then they start playing the games, and it's not so freaking great, you know? So, We'll see how it goes this year. Um, you know, I, I have I have what I call controlled pessimism as a Jet fan. I am it's it's controlled pessimism. You know, as I always say, expect the worst. Maybe I'll put this on my tombstone. Expect the worst. You're never disappointed, right? I mean, that's pretty much it, right? <laughs> and that's how you have to be if you're a fan of the New York Jets. And I will say this again: the Jets have got to win that opening game against the Ravens. I don't want to hear it. They haven't won a September game since Sam Donald's first. Remember him? Sam Donald sucked for Sam. Well, Sam does suck. Anyway, and he's in Carolina. Now he's got Baker Mayfield there with him, too. Oh, my God. How mighty have fun. Just think about that. Think about that for a second. Go back to that draft. What was it? 2018 draft, right? We were all going delirious. Everybody wanted Sam Donald. Remember, the Jets won a couple games and didn't get the number one pick, and we still wound up with Donald. Just think about this. The number one pick in the draft, Baker Mayfield with Cleveland, He's gone to Carolina. He's gone. The number three pick in the draft, Sam Donald to the Jets. He's gone. They're both in Carolina. Really? Who's going to start? Unbelievable. They have another quarterback? I don't know. I don't even know if they have another one. Playing for the Matt Rule, who may be the most overrated coach in the NFL. All I hear is about how great. Oh, Matt Rule. Oh, he's great. He stinks. What's his record? What's it, what was he, like 5-11 and 11 every year? 5-12? and 12? Please. Whatever it is, Matt Rule. Oh, boy. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, but Sam Donald, the Jets have not won a, a, a September game since Sam Donald's first game of his career when they beat the Lions in that Monday night. Remember Donald? 
Do you remember that Donald's first pass he ever threw was intercepted for a touchdown by the Lions? Even though they wound up winning that game and he played pretty well, that kind of was like, that kind of set the tone for Sam Donald's Jet career and really for Sam Donald's career in general. So the number one pick in the draft, Mayfield is in Carolina now. And number three pick in that draft, Sam Donald is in uh, is in Carolina as well. What a disaster. But yeah, I don't want to hear any, there's no excuse this year. I don't want to hear that they're going to be six and 11, something like that, seven and 10, and we improved. No, no, no. I want winning freaking football, and I want it now. I have no confidence in Robert Sala. I have no confidence in anything with the Jets. Prove me freaking wrong. Prove me wrong. We'll find out about Zach Wilson. It's a big year for Zach Wilson. We're going to find out about him. It's a big year for Becton. It's a big year for a lot of guys on this team. But with all the different moves they made, this team don't, you know, you don't be getting off to one of these 0-4 starts. I know the schedule's tough. You know, the first four games are against the entire AFC North, right? That everybody. They're playing the whole – they play the Ravens, then they play the Browns, then they play the Bengals, then they play the Steelers. So, not easy, but I need a win right away. And I don't want to hear about – but this is not the Ravens of old. First of all, Lamar Jackson, to me, is very overrated. That's number one. Number two, this is not the Ravens of Ray Lewis and Ed Reed. You know, and when Joe Flacco in his heyday, you know, no, 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 no. I know Harbaugh is still a coach. I get it. This is a different group now. Jets go out there on opening day and win the game. Jets, to me, need to be 2-2 two and two after the first four games of the year when they welcome in, again, the overrated Miami Dolphins. It is amazing. Isn't it amazing how you talk to the Dolphins? Every Dolphin, every year. This team hasn't been to the... Super Bowl since 1984. They have won one since 1973. They got a new head coach now. Flores is out. I thought he did a great job. You know, Tua Tungavailoa is is very overrated in my mind. Yeah, okay, great. They got Jalen Waddle on one side and Tyreek Hill on the other. Great. Tyreek's going to be looking for, uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey before too long. Anyway, we'll see how it plays out. I need a big year from the Jets, bottom line. All right, everybody, have a great week. Uh, we will talk to you again, uh, coming up later on in the week. I'll talk to you on Friday. All the love.